My room is a fucking sty and I need to clean it up. Ironic. I just recently cleaned my room. Yeah. Is that what is that irony? Is that what irony is? I don't know. I've been big depression lately and cleaning has been difficult. Yeah, um I just yeah, moving is always the worst for cleaning. Yeah. Because I just like you have like so many boxes and you're like those will just empty out on their own. Yeah. Hey, the news flash is that they don't. They they don't do that. Hmm. <laughs> so what's up? Uh, not much. Uh, fucking... What did I do this week? I don't think I did much of anything this week. Yeah? Yeah, I had a pretty... I mean, I did, I work, I did a lot of work, and um, I had really bad depression. Sure. Um, oh, I guess this is our first episode of 2019. Yeah. Ring it in the new year on a high note. Well, actually, that, de- um, that depends. When did our last episode go up? I don't remember if I actually posted that on the right on the day of the 31st. Mm. So this might not be our first episode of 2019, but let's find out. No, I posted the last one right on time. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah. We missed a couple. Well, a week. We missed a week. Um, we're fine. <laughs> we're valid. You can't judge us. Only God can judge us. Um, but we're back and better than ever. Yeah, um, we are. Freshly sprung from the earth. Uh, welcoming in 2019. And it's uh, all of its prime number glory. Is 2019 a prime number? Probably. <laughs> right? It's gotta be. I feel like it's gotta be. Um, it can be... Blair, 2019 can be divided by the number three. Oh, yep, mm-hmm, that checks, uh-huh, um... But aside from, that's, it's, because besides, uh, three and 673, uh, it is a prime number, of, aside from that. <laughs> so it's almost prime. It doesn't work like that. No, but, like, there, there is, like, a thing of, like, prime neighbors of, like, numbers that are almost there. Sure, sure. Like, four um, is a prime neighbor. Sure, Just because sure. of the sheer lowness of it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, not prime, though. No. Uh, no. That's how numbers um, work, by the way. If you're a mathematician and you know shit, don't fucking at me. <laughs> um, did not major in math for a reason. I majored in math for about two weeks, and then I, that's, and then I said, this is too hard. And then I yeah. swapped to, uh, I swapped to, uh, art. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Math is nasty and gross and the worst, and everyone who studies math is not valid. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't read it. If you, if you study <laughs> math, you're a fucker. Um, you're officially banned from listening to our podcast, uh, except if you're cool. Yeah. And we'll know if you're cool, and you'll know if you're cool, so. But, uh, yeah, so. Otherwise, no cool, no uncool people, I guess. Fucking look out. to this podcast. Uh, cool's only. Cools only. Uh, no, no losers. Uh, Final Destination. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would have been a great transition if we'd watched the Final Destination this week. Yeah, we didn't though. Um, uh, no, cools, no losers. Cools only. Mandy Destination. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a joke. Uh, no, but I'll allow it.
podcast? <laughs> it might be podcast. Uh, that's usually what we say when we finish it. <laughs> do, do we just want to call it here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have some incredible news. Hmm. Uh, oh, sorry. We're in fear baiting, by the way. This yeah, is fear baiting. Fear baiting. It's, it's your number one. Uh, hmm. What is it? It's your number one bad uh, trip podcast. Sure. Your number one sci-fi fantasy. 70s cult homage podcast question mark a big big question mark on that one question mark um but what's the big news oh i'm blair uh i'm sarah uh so before we get into our movie we always go to upcomingpowermovies.com and lo and behold gracing my me on the front page last updated movies most recent velvet buzzsaw which i do actually want to talk about a little bit but Second most recent, uh, mentioned one day, 19 hours ago, this reboot is now in development, Final Destination 6. You have got to be fucking with me I right am now. Not whatsoever. I'm going to link you, a, I'm going to send you a link from the website of consequenceofsound.com talking about how New Line Cinema has made plans to reboot Final Destination. There's a .net also. Whatever. For anyone... Well, for people looking at, uh, listening at home, following along at home. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! I know. I'm just so excited. Yeah, because oh, it better be rated R. I'm so sick of these fucking PG-13 quote unquote torture flicks. Well, if... I mean, have, have any Final Destinations thus far not been rated R? Right, but it's kind of like a new thing, you know. Um, we have Escape Room, which was PG-13, yeah, because it's easier to make money. Um, yeah, PG-13, if uh, if Escape Room wanted to do what Saw did, um, it should have just done the whole thing. Yeah. You know? You're not wrong. Um, but uh, this is exciting. I've, heard that, is, I've heard that Escape Room is actually okay. I've heard... I've heard wildly different things from different people, so actually I have no idea if it's good or not. Yeah. Um, um, so, you know who wrote the, you know, did you happen to know, by the way, that the guy who wrote Arrival also wrote Final Destination 5? Really? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> That's insane. Oh. Um, yeah, no, this is, this feels like a return to form for horror movies. I love a good horror drama. I love a good, like, art house horror movie. Um, but sometimes you just want to see some, like, senseless nonsense. Some, like... And, like, early aughts, just garbage, you know? Yeah, just some fucking hot shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get Mary Elizabeth Winston to come back. I know she died at the end of three, but maybe she didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Final Destinations are the best movies. God, what a, who, would, who would you want to see leading this movie? People I'd never seen before. I, I want an absolute no Okay, names. but gun to your head, if you have to pick someone who's, like, a bit of a name, who are you picking? Someone B-list. I don't know. Someone maybe with, like, television recognition. Like, whoever plays, like, Archie in Riverdale can be in it. I knew that would be Cole Sprouse. That's Jughead. I know, I know, I know he's not Archie Riverdale, but he is on Riverdale. Um... Also, I do know the actor who plays Archie, and I can't pretend his name is KJ Appa. Um, Yeah, I was gonna say... But um, this is the best news I've ever received in my life, and I'm going to cry. 
I know. No, it's great. Yeah, I hope I hope it's full of actors that I've never seen before and will never see again. Yep. That's my ideal. Well, uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't, no. I, I feel like there's a charm to, like, not have, like, having a nobody cast. I think that's, like, almost quintessential for these, like, big, like, uh, like, gore porn horror movies because it's not torture porn like no one's being rarely are people being prolongedly tortured before their death um it's just like what's the craziest way someone can die by being a meat puppet yes yes um man this rules (laughs) um but you wanted to talk about another movie uh, well, the other movie there I'm talking about was Velvet Buzzsaw, which I sent you the trailer for yesterday, uh, the other day. I don't know if you had a chance I, to I watch it. did not. <laughs> you, you sent it to me as I was leaving for work, and then I was like, I'll watch this later, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> uh, so Velvet Buzzsaw is Jake Gyllenhaal uh, reuniting with the guy who directed him in Nightcrawler. Uh, oh. They're making a movie about where, where Gyllenhaal is like a professional art critic, and art is coming to life and murdering people. Cool. Yeah, it looks good as hell. Yeah, for sure. There was a scene in the movie where there was just like this avant-garde orb art piece surrounded by corpses. Yeah. It fucking rips. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I say I want more lowbrow horror. Um, I only just want more Final Destination movies. Everything else like, can be Like, really? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um... Because I feel like a lot, I feel like a lot of lowbrow, brow, quote unquote, horror these days is just not pushing the envelope enough. It's really you not. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just, I want to see something absolutely tasteless. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of absolutely tasteless, uh, Happy Death Day to You is coming soon. I'm so excited for that. It's coming well, out that's Valentine's gonna... Day. That's gonna be so good. Oh, that's the perfect yeah, the perfect uh, perfect uh, date for it to come out. Um, I'm probably I'm gonna see that in theaters at all costs. I will see it by myself, like I saw the first one by myself. Um, I am so excited that I'm gonna get to see a Final Destination in theaters. I, I in never the theaters, got the chance yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, if it's in 3D, I'll watch it in 3D. This it'll be like the only movie I will willingly watch in 3D. Yeah. <sighs> so good. <laughs> any other upcoming horror movies uh, that we're excited about no not really no we talked about us last time and that's the only other one that i got on my horizon right yeah so still very exciting but you know oh yeah trotting. definitely mm-hmm. cool do we want to dive into um the thing we watched this week yeah i like how you didn't even call it say like the movie that we watched this week you just called it the thing the experience we shared this week. <laughs> so, I'm gonna be. I, I gotta be 100 percent honest here. I, I, I. At the top, to start this off, I liked this a lot. I also need to go back and watch it again sometime soon, because yeah, I was it's... getting lost left and right, and also like I didn't have a great night's sleep last night, so my focus was really marred and. Well, actually, no, I had a great night's sleep last night, but I was just been really tired all day for no explicable reason, so my focus sure. was very marred. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I liked what was happening. I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. Weird, one, weird, weird energy to ring in the year with. 
It's strange, but I, it's it's a so we watched Mandy, the twenty eighteen horror movie. Yes. Uh, it's one I've been wanting to see for a while um, because it is by the person who directed uh, what is it? Something something Black Rainbow. Uh, Godspeed you, Black Rainbow. Nope, <laughs> definitely not that. Uh, Beyond uh, the Black Rainbow. Beyond the Black Rainbow. Um, so I was expecting something psychedelic, uh, and I definitely got something psychedelic. <laughs> Um, I got something way more psychedelic than I, like, anticipated. Yeah. Um, but I love Nick Cage, um, so I I had, like, no context for what it was actually gonna be. Yeah. I just knew people were, like, talking about it, um, and it looked dope. Uh, and even now that we're talking about it, I really don't know how to talk about it. Yeah, this is Um, gonna be a weird episode, I think. Um, just to, like, because the, the pacing of this movie is quite slow, so it's two, um, Christian hours long. Yes. Uh, but it's, it's, things are very drawn out. It's, like, a sort of weird, like, time dilation. Yeah. Thing that seems to be happening. Because the Because there's a lot of, of movie, drugs being done in this movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, the gist of this movie is that there's a couple, uh, Red Miller and Mandy Bloom, who lived together in uh, the mountains in 1983, uh, and Mandy gets spotted on the side of the road by, like, a weird, like, pseudo-Christian, like, high sci-fi fantasy pulp novel cult. Yeah, directed by one Jeremiah Sand. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She gets... Both she and her partner get kidnapped by this guy uh she gets like drugged and then burned alive and then the rest of the movie is basically just uh red played by nick cage yeah uh doing a weird revenge thing yeah (laughs) it's so fucking crazy um and like that's really like the whole i mean there's definitely more intricacy to it but like that's that's, like, the gist of it. That's, like, it's not, not a lot of things happen, but yeah. I, we can get into the details, but that was, that's just, like, That's the overarching the plot, because, so, like, I think it's going to be hard for us to contain uh, uh, this the structure of this episode to, like, uh, A to B to C all the way to Z kind of, like, just plot description. Sure. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, we get, um, we open with some very dreamlike imagery, um... To, to the point where, like, Nick Cage wakes up and Mandy was like, oh, you had a nightmare. He was like, yep, because he had a dream about her finding, like, a dead deer in the forest uh-huh. or something like that. It's very strange. Um, and then she tells a story about how her father uh, made her and a bunch of, like, the neighborhood kills kids kill a bunch of, uh, larks? Starlings. Sky- Starlings, yes. actually, yeah. And I, I, it um, stuck in my head because the the Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and it's all of this, all of this is shot, like, in, like, high neon, which I know is kind of a thing, but it seems to be, like, it's it's not just like mood lighting. Yeah, it, it's this is not a this it, is not a picture that I would ascribe to the film genre of highly refined. Yeah, do you get it? 
No. Like, highly refined, but it's roughened, like Nicholas Winding roughened, or Nicholas Winding Ruffin? No. He directed Neon Demon and, uh, uh, uh I figured uh, it was something like that, but I didn't want to assume. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, I think Ruffin makes some, some dazzling, like, visual landscapes, but there's a question about the, co- the quality of the content that's being played out on those landscapes. Right. This was more disorienting than anything else. Yeah. Um, so we we get a scene with the cult. We have Jeremiah Sand, um, who wants Mandy. He she he sees her passing on the road, and it's the way she's illuminated is by like a bright red light that washes out all of her features on her face, which almost makes her look a little corpse like and super uncanny valley. Yeah. Um. Uh. I I remember a lot of the discourse around this movie being like. Oh, it's so cool that they have like a quote unquote like like ugly woman being like a main character in this movie. She's just not unattractive. She's just not wearing any makeup. So I, anyway, I, as I was watching that, I was like, yeah, that was like my expectation. I was like, oh, is she just gonna get like really brutal or something? Is she just gonna go hog wild? No, she just doesn't wear makeup. So that that whole discourse is very strange. Yeah, um, uh, it's it's mostly that she just like wears like like 1983 glasses basically and reads pulp um like pulp novels pulp fantasy novels uh-huh. um so that's fine um yeah but she gets kidnapped yeah, so she, gets, and the, and she gets kidnapped she and red get kidnapped yeah. uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Re- was when mandy is face to face with the uh, the cult leader uh jeremiah sand and he, mm-hmm. like, plays some music for her uh, that he made and starts dancing to it, and she just laughs at him. Yeah, so so he, like, gives her this big speech about how important and sexy he is and how many, like, how, like, the word of God has come into him, et cetera, et cetera. It's very, you know, cult leader. It's yeah. Very, you know, boilerplate cult leader. Definitely. Um, and then he, like, starts stripping and, uh, like, takes his, like, unimpressive dick out um, and Mandy is like, yeah, oh, you wrote this song? You wrote it about yourself? That's so funny. And starts, like, laughing violently, uh, which is great. It's just great because it, he, he's obviously, like, riding his own ego, um, and has been, like, adored by the small group of people, and, which creates an ego so fragile that he can't stand any sort of criticism, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, um... It also feels like he's, like, reached a stage in, like, cult leaderism where he's, like, bought into his own bullshit because uh, he, he has a conversation with himself one-on-one in the mirror, basically, like, what do I do next? You know, demanding, like, he's not just, like, pretending to be a vessel for God anymore. He literally, he's done enough acid to think that he actually is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I feel like it just captures, like, a, the perfect time, like, you've got... Uh, if maybe if this was like, or more in the seventies with the disillusionment of well no early eighties works too just like the disillusionment that hippie culture created when when it d- dismantled like rose to these along with the genre that it's attaching itself to um, as I'm talking about this I think I'm understanding this movie more <laughs> yeah that that's making sense you you were like unpacking this movie for me mm-hmm mm-hmm. It's, um, this, this movie is definitely a love letter to 
uh, a lot of different genres. It's 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 a it most prominently it's a love letter to like pulpy psychedelic high fantasy stuff. Um, I would say high fantasy sci-fi. You know, like Dune almost, yeah. but not quite Dune. A little more dragony than Dune, Dune is, but not Lord of the Rings. Somewhere in between there. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and also, like, so, she, she basically disrespects Jeremiah. Yeah. And, uh. And he's like, oh, women, women be like. Which means she gets burned alive. Yep. Um, uh, while Nick Cage is, like, tied up and is made to watch. Yeah. Um, and... It's, you know, pretty horrifying. Yeah. Um, and, and then everyone just drives off. Um, and while and then Nick Cage, like, frees himself, um, has a really weird experience in his apartment where he watches uh, a commercial for Cheesy Goblin. Yeah. Mac and cheese. Um, and where and then followed by, like, an emergency uh, ch- Sorry, broadcast. Blair, Cheddar Goblin, please. Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> Very strange. Very strange, but um, interesting. Um, passes out. And then we have this weird sort of thing that starts happening where parts of this movie in, like, dream sequences are animated, but animated, like, in, a, in like, an era-appropriate, genre-appropriate sort of way. Yeah. Like, there was, like, a, like, a, yeah, it's, 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 it, it's, it's, I think, Mandy turning around and then her face melts, basically, and that's animated. It looks very strange, um, but it, it's also really cool. <laughs> um, uh, what else happens? Um, Red goes out to a friend of his um, and gets a, a, what is those things? A crossbow? Uh, that's called the Reaper, yes. which is interesting because earlier when uh, Mandy was like all drugged up on LSD and shit, um, was like uh, uh, Jeremiah asked her what she saw and she was like, "I see the Reaper coming" or something to that effect. Oh, huh, I missed that. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it was. It stuck out to me because I was like, "Oh, a Reaper is a really symbolic thing. Who's going to be the Reaper?" Um, and I guess it's red in a way um which is interesting uh yeah so he gets the crossbow and some like crossbow bolts um and then he forges like an insane like this is an act from the loading screen of skyrim <laughs> right it's 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 this insane shiny metal it's elaborate the shit's made of dragon glass <laughs> Red, Red Red Miller has a Valyrian steel axe. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's uh, and then the rest of this movie is him. So he like goes out to kick ass. He gets like like caught by these black skulls who are also the cults, but not. Not the cold, but also, like, sort of, like, it's all related, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and then... Ed, the, 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 who are, oh, go on. Well, the, the, the black skulls are, like, these creatures who are, like, wearing masks, and they're, like, 
human-like, but they're like yeah. not, according which to, makes it feel more sci-fi than it does fantasy. So it kind of definitely walks that line. Yeah, according to the the character that uh, Red gets the Reaper from, uh, Carruthers, Carruthers is like, yeah, these dudes were drug couriers, and then they took a bad batch of LSD, and now they just kill people. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, but they definitely feel like like aliens. Oh, absolutely. The way that they talk, the way they act, they feel like like they feel like villain they feel like the monster that got ripped out of another horror movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And it um, adds a, a lot little, to a, this. Yeah, a little bit like uh um Hellraiser. Yes, Hellraiser yes, that's the word. That's the genre mm-hmm. that's the vibe I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Oh, question. Um, are these black skulls the same ones we see much earlier in the movie when they're being given, like, a glass of, like, goop before they kill people? I think so. I think so. That makes sense. I'm just connecting those points right now. Um, things just happen in this movie. That's why, yeah, I were to watch this another time. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, this is not a video essay. No. <laughs> Um, and so... edit point. <laughs> and then we cut to this part where I talk for another paragraph. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he, like, slaughters these guys. Uh, he um, does, like, a, like a small, like a modest pile of cocaine off of, like, a piece of shattered glass. And then, like... Takes some like, LSD. Take some LSD, um, uh, which is fun, and, you know, totally gonna help him out. And then he, um, goes to this, like, uh... Church? Tower, church tower thing. He, he kills Brother Swan, which is one of the cult leaders. He doesn't touch the, the, the woman who's with him. Yeah, Um, well, he kills Brother Swan in the duel, right? Or is that with Jeremiah? What do the the with the chainsaw? Yeah, no, that's just some other. Oh, like it's just some random member. guy, but I really want to talk about it because it's like I think it might be my favorite scene in the movie. Yes. Okay. So, uh, uh, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So, so you'll you'll correct me if I'm wrong about any of this, but Nicholas Cage like comes to like this like kind of junkyard looking place. He's got he's got a chainsaw in hand and he's ready to take out this this motherfucker from the cult. And this guy pulls out a chain a chainsaw of his own from a pile of, like, garbage, and, like, the blade of the chainsaw keeps, like, as he pulls it out, it's, like, you still don't see the end of it, and then it's just, like, it is a three-foot, like, it's a three feet of usable length of chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have a duel. It is insane. I was screaming when this happened, because it was just, like, the craziest thing I'd ever seen. Um, I, I, it was, it's very, very fun. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, it makes, like, things like that make this movie exist in this weird in-between point between the, the, the whimsy, almost, of sci-fi fantasy, even though, like, that kind of stuff can be quite brutal, but it's always brutal in a way that's detached from, like, grit, you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Versus this sort of, like, revenge genre. It's not Grindhouse. Right, it's it, it's it's like it's it's fantasy revenge, little gritty, but also super refined. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, um, 
Uh, I'm also thinking that like he did all of that acid, but it didn't, definitely didn't even tell the difference because this movie is already just kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of, like the movie's just kind of like like that. Like the end of the movie, like the camera pans up and like behind him there was like this otherworldly starscape overtaking the night sky. And we're just like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fucking yeah, you got you got me you got me already, Mister Director. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> with, your, with your characters such I, I'm looking at the cast by the way and like, it's mostly normal names down the line like a couple of like mm-hmm. ti- t- titles like you know the chemist is one of them um, and then we have uh, Scratch Scabs and Fuck Pig those must be the, the black, black skulls yeah. Skulls, yeah and then mm-hmm. lastly is Paul Painter as Cheddar Goblin <laughs> fuck yeah Cheddar Goblin <laughs> Cheddar, 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 cheddar. We love Cheddar Goblin. Can we change the name of this podcast to the Cheddar Goblin Fancast? Um, but no, but we can be colloquially known as such. Okay, I think we're gonna, we're gonna have to rate this movie on a scale of zero to five Cheddar Goblins. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um. But so uh, so he crushes uh Sam's head in his uh yeah he crushes Sam's head in his hands. Yes. Yeah, the, I, the way I said that made it sound like I was, like, doing a, a, a rap that was describing the plot of this movie. Um, do a rap that describes the plot of this movie. No. <laughs> oh! My favorite part. He uses his hand to crush the head of the sand, and then he <laughs> gets in his car. Rhymes something with sands. And the wheels in his hands. Cool, 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 cool. And then um, Mandy is there, and Nick Cage is losing hair as he ages. <laughs> yeah, and he well, built a cool little... axe. Yeah, and, and that's the fact. I could go for some snacks. Oh shit! Who could? Who among us could not go for some snacks? Yeah, um, so true. I ate three packages of high chew last night. That's a lot of high chew. It was so good though, because they had well, the gas station next to my girlfriend's house has like no place, like it does not have money much in the way of like snackages, but then they have like every flavor of high chew. <laughs> I was like, all right, th- let's get the grape, and like, oh shit, there's kiwi, and oh shit, mango. All right, we're having a party tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did something I've never done before, and I uh intentionally bought a bag of ice from a gas station yet last night uh-huh how was that yeah um fine i wanted to make rum and cokes and we didn't have ice uh because we keep being like oh we should get an ice tray we'll do that later it just doesn't happen um you can't have a rum and coke without ice no you just can't what's the best uh what's the best uh what's the be- i almost said vegetable what's the best soda to put in rum and coke Diet Coke. I go Coke Zero, but your response is valid. Yeah. My um, sister prefers Diet Pepsi, which is fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, a rum and Pepsi uh, sounds so insane to me. Um, I've had a rum and Diet Pepsi. It tastes like shit. Yeah. It's uh, not to be like a, a, <laughs> a brand bootlicker, but Coke is just better for with rum, you know? Yeah. Um. And and I like it with a diet because with a with like just regular it's too sweet, you know. Yeah. Um, and you get a fresh lime in that bitch. Oh yeah. Mhm. I feel like rum and cokes. Um, 
are severely underrated. I want one if... really badly right now. <laughs> are you gonna take a gonna get a rum and coke and then just take a nap? Yeah. Pre nap rum and coke. Yeah. <laughs> a pre nap a pre nap R and C. While we're on the topic, um, I was talking to my dad before I like bought rum for it. Like, uh-huh. oh, what's the best you know rum to get for like twenty dollars? He gave me a bunch of options, but the only one I was able to find at the liquor store was one called Mount Gay. So now I have a Mount Gay bottle of rum in my uh, in my house, which is I feel appropriate. <laughs> so <sighs> that's the story. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. Um. Yeah. So I, I do want to talk a little. So he he has like a long conversation with uh sister Lucy, um, who just talks at length about like what a good lay she is it's very strange and then it just fades to black um and then there's this weird and i just i love the writing in this movie because it feels so so important you know it's like it's got this like prose of like pulp novels which is just like this high importance to everything and then there's like just this like lilt where it's almost like it almost is pretension you know yeah but if it was it's almost pretension if it wasn't pulp you know what i mean like if if it was if it was snottier but it but it's like this is paperback like it's very paperback but in a great way yeah I, Um, I, i like the it yeah it's it's so um Red and uh, Jeremiah Sands have this conversation, and then yeah, and then Red makes his eyeballs bleed out of his melt out of his face, or something. Yeah, it just crunches his skull. Yeah, um, uh, like his and... eyes just like pop out, like he's in a like it looks like a Mortal Kombat fatality, and I'm kind of here for it. Uh huh. And then uh, <laughs> like leaked like... footage from Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, and then throws him on the floor and lets him like be consumed by flames. Yeah. And then he drives off, and there's that there's that landscape in the sky behind him, and then the credits roll. Well, there's like there's like this one shot. Oh yeah, I saw yeah, yeah. where he's around. like where he's like having like hallucinations of his wife or uh, Mandy of his Mandy. Yeah, yeah, of his girlfriend Mandy, um, and and then it's like a shot of her in the car, and then a reverse shot of him just drenched in blood, wide eyed and gr- like grinning like, with full oh. tooth grin. Yeah. Um, which is like the point where I'm like, oh, you're fucked up. <laughs> oh, you did so much drugs and you just killed so many people. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. I thought he, um, spared the other woman, the younger woman. Um, uh, but it looks like it, sh- he just spared, uh, uh, the, the older woman. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so, so many people <laughs> have died. There was a point where, like, he killed someone, and then just, like, they vomited blood, like, on his face, like, for, like, yeah. five solid seconds. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Um, I, okay. I, I genuinely don't know if this movie was good. Yeah, because... I mean, we still have to rank it on a scale of zero to five uh, uh, Cheddar Goblins, but I'm going to give it a full uh, out of five. <laughs> like, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a high skewed, because uh, I need to go sit down and watch it again. And, like, any movie that right. makes me want to watch it, like, any movie that has me come out of it this confused and immediately makes me say, I want to watch it again, 
that's a sen- I mean, it's not nothing. Yeah, no, like, like if, sometimes I've watched out, eh, no, that's not true, but like, no, I was going to say David Lynch, but like, sometimes I've walked out of movies that have confused me, and I was like, I don't want to make the effort to understand what was happening there. I don't want to make, I don't want to give that one another go. That one kind of fucked me on the first go, but like, this one, I'm excited to go back to it and like, grok it better. Yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion that this movie is saying, all movies are saying something, but this one, like, is, has something to say to me. Yeah. But and I, yeah, it, I want this movie. This movie is just trying to say to you, Blair, buy more Mountain Gay whiskey. <laughs> um, oh my God, it's an extended commercial for the the brand of rum that I bought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. How about? How about we watch this again, just individually, sometime during the month, and then on our last like. Revisit revisitation of 2018 episode. Yeah, we 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 say what our conclusion on this movie is. Yeah, you mean revisitation of 2019? No, 28. No, no, I mean like so we're gonna watch Annihilation at the end of this month, oh, yeah, like the yeah, first yeah, yeah. week okay. in February. After like on, on that episode, we'll be like, okay, so do you remember that movie we watched? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm excited to chat Annihilation. I watched that. That, I, that was the first movie that I watched in 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm interested to talk about that, too. But we have some, some other um, some stinkers to get through first. <laughs> well, not necessarily stinkers. Well, we're watching fucking Truth or Dare. Yeah, that's what we're doing next week because it's my pick. And I, you know I have a soft spot for those Final Destination light movies. You know I can't resist. I know, I know. Just like those dumb gimmicks. It, it's a dumb gimmick with a bunch of no-name actors that are never going to appear in a movie again. Like, Yeah, no, no, totally. Um, but we have questions. It's going to be so stupid. Oh, then let's get into some questions. Um, we have a question from, uh, well, I asked, join us as we visit Nick Cage's second explosive role from last year. We need to watch Mom and Dad, by the way. I watched it. Uh, that was the first movie I watched in 2019. Um, and it fucks. Does it truly? It's, it, it truly fucks. It's really insane. All right. So maybe we slot that in instead of whatever other bad movie I was going to throw in for the... Well, I mean, what was the other one? Because I said Truth or Dare. I should just take Truth or Dare out of there. Because like, there's a Quiet Place, which we still haven't covered. And I'd like to cover Quiet Place. Yeah. We can, how about, we can also bleed in t- more into the month of February. Yeah, true, because we did take last week off. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next week's going to be Truth or Dare. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have some questions. Uh, from this, this, this question from 2200 p.m., uh, who asks, what is the goop? Um, I think it's just uh, like, you know LSD, that, like, I think. You know that, like, you know that, like, slime you can make in your kitchen sink? No. Never, what do you mean? You've never made slime in, like, uh, you've never made slime? I mean, you mean, like, the borax and, like, whatever else goes into that sort of thing? The slime that you make at home? Yeah. That's what uh, it is. I've made it once when I was quite small. Uh, but, but phrasing it as the slime you make in your kitchen sink is insane. Hey, 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 hey. What's the primary ingredient in the in slime again? By the way, you just said it. Borax. <laughs> My slime. No, it's not it. It's not it. <laughs> it's not it. Mm-mm. 
Anyways, that's what the goop is. Um, yeah. I think it's also, like, textually, I think it's acid. Yeah. It's weird acid. Uh, or some sort of drug, you know? Yeah. Yeah. More question? Uh, another question. If you started a cult, what would your aesthetic be? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I think there's something, um, interesting about... Uh, the aesthetics of of seventies and eighties cults because they were very sci fi sort of thing. If they weren't hyper like Christian, they were sci fi. Um, I'm into it. Cults these days tend to be like a, a little bit more new wave, I guess. So here's what, here's my aesthetic. I'm not going to explain it. And if these two if these two terms are contradictory, do not at me. Neo-futurist post-structuralism. <laughs> I will not explain further. Um, sure. I don't know if that's an aesthetic, though. <laughs> it might be an ideology. Uh, you can say. Roswell's going to at me about this, and I deserve it. Um, I just, that, I'm, never, I, a... I'm never not thinking about that, po- that tweet, by the way, that's like knuckles has where one hand says post and the other hand says structuralist. <laughs> it's very good. Um, that sounds like a dope-ass cult. I'll join your cult. Hell yeah. Um, uh, they also want to know, if you owned slash could be a giant feline, why would you choose the noble snow leopard? Well, I mean, first of all, if I owned slash could be a giant feline, y'all know what the answer to that question is. Right. Snow leopard's not bad. Snow leopard is a nice fluffy, like, second or third place, but, like, you know what I'm all about. Right. Um, big, big felines, too much work. A nice small domesticated feline. Well, the, um, yeah, that's a manageable cat. The que- yeah, the, que- what the question is: you in this con- in the context of this question, you have to either own or be a giant feline. I guess I'll own one. Okay, what kind of feline? Noble snow leopard. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's the only option, isn't it? Sure. Uh, and <laughs> lastly, what the hell is that goop? Um, um, it's my wife. Thank you. Uh, they also have one more question, which is, uh, you, ever, you guys ever read those old pulpy fantasy books? The Warlock series is rad as hell. Hell, And I have not personally, but I have been listening to a lot of uh, I Don't Even Own a Television, where they cover one of those fantasy pulp novels about once every other month. So oh, I, get my, I get my dosage. Yeah, I never read them, but my mom is like a voracious reader. Um, she's bas- She'll basically pick up anything at... Uh, hypothetically, like a, an airport, and just read that. So she has a lot of pulpy high fantasy on her bookshelf. Yeah. Um. So I see it a lot. It's it's a familiar genre to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's for me. Um. I don't think I have the patience for it, but I think um the energy of it is extremely fuck with a bull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough questions. Do you want to do recommendations? Yeah. Sure. Um, I can go first unless you'd like to. Uh, my recommendation this week is an, a music album that I listened to recently. Um, I, I was listening to, I was, I've been depressed this week. I've been depressed for the last little while. And so I was listening to a lot of modern baseball sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, man, this album's really good and really about depression, but they channeled their depression into hating women a lot. Um, and I was like, I don't like this, I, I, like, and like, I can kind of circumvent it, but then I was like, 
whatever listened to the later stuff in their discography, and then I listened to uh, uh, "You're Gonna Miss It All," which is my recommendation by Modern Baseball. Um, in which, and the time, the two years between those two albums, they drank some respecting women juice and learned how to be like not assholes about women. And sure. I very much liked it, and I've been listening to it like pretty much nonstop for the last like five days. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I've been looking to listen to some new music because I've just basically been re-listening to um, The Paper Chases, Now You're One of Us, which is fun, um, but also nobody really wants to be around the person who only listens to the album about how the world is ending. Yeah. So, <laughs> but my recommendation this week, um, uh, Funny Blair watching anime. Um, you I watch? started Mob Psych... I started Mob Psycho 100. Oh, hell yeah. It's really good. I knew I would love it. I knew I would love it um, because um, it's beautifully animated. It's really fucking funny, um, and it's super cool. Uh, If if, I would say it's, um, it's, if you're like me and you've kind of grown out of a lot of, like, really anime things, you know, um, but still kind of fuck with that energy, and really like weird shit. You'll love Mob Psycho and Hunter. I mean, the thing um, is that like it, it, it's got like unilateral appeal because like I also who is like not got grown quote unquote grown out of uh, real shit anime, and I still love Mob Psycho One Hundred. Um, I, I just want to append a corollary that I always append to it. I don't think this. Sh- I don't think it makes the show irredeemable or anything. But the um, this is something that I kind of wish I had known going in. The second episode is does have some pretty unfortunate like funny man in a dress jokes. And yeah, it's strange. It's strange, hyper brief, but it's also really bizarre. Yeah, it it sucks, but like I don't think it like sucks hard enough to like. D- d- it's just like heads up going into episode two doesn't come back yeah. up. You'll be, you're Gucci. Right, right exactly. Um, yeah, I guess grow out of isn't the right word. I guess I have like no. I get what, anime I get what you fatigue, mean. Though. I, get, I totally you know? get what you mean though. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so. I can't do a lot of it, but this is so good. It looks great. Yeah. Um, it's it's super refreshing. Um, uh, and uh, Reagan is hot. So, <laughs> so um, that's basically that's basically the, the, all I need to make me happy. Um, I'm I'm only I haven't finished the first season, but like the second season is just coming out. I think right now. Um, so that makes, it makes me super excited for it. Um, uh, and I'm super excited to watch more of it. Oh, so yeah. you, the listening audience should as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anything else before, is that, we just wrap up now? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. we're going to watch Truth or Dare next week. So join us for that. Yep. Um, send us questions, uh, about the movie, uh, if you want to watch along at home. Um, uh, you can contact us uh, at fearbaiting on Twitter or fearbaiting at gmail.com. You sure um, can. Mm-hmm. If you want to support the show, you can do so at uh, patreon.com forward slash fearbaiting. Uh, $1 a month uh, gets you early access to episodes. Um, $5 a month gets your name read on the show and you get to vote on episodes. I think actually that's a $1 a month thing as well. I think that's an all patron sort of yep. deal. Um, um, we should, if we're going to add a fifth movie to our selection, we should probably do a poll for that one. Yeah, yeah. So for the first um, week of February, for the first, because the last episode of this month is going to be, um, oh hell, we only have four weeks in this month. No, we only, yeah, we only have four Mondays in this month. Shit. Uh, anyways, we'll we'll sort this out. You'll get to yep. vote. I promise. Um, keep your ear to the ground. Yep. 
But five and ten dollar a month gets you shout outs on the show. Uh, and ten dollar a month lets you make us watch a movie. So thank you to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and Sophie. We loved you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for giving us your gay, gay dollars. Yes, thank you for making this podcast extremely possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, as um, always, also to Noisepace.xyz for the support, for hosting our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you to Seda, uh, people you meet outside of bars, for our uh, intro and outro music. You can find more of their work at gaygothvibes.online. Still um, my personal favorite URL of all time. Mm-hmm. Also, personal thank you to Seda for hanging out with me in New York. <laughs> yeah, I was so bummed that I couldn't go, but I can't do anything. I can't go anywhere because I have to save for a trip to New York City, uh, to Boston in February. Boston. Hey. I'm going to go get shit-faced with a bunch of furries. <laughs> well, that's very important. I'll be, a, I'll be amongst my people, finally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, if you want to find me, I'm uh, Sunhat Jania everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, uh Mastodon, where the instance I'm at is snounced out online if you want to follow me there. Uh, and I guess GSF Naka's on Tumblr if you are still using that site. I don't think I've opened it in like five days. Yeah, I never see you post on there, so. I, sometimes um, I'll go, sometimes I'll get really into posting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really into posting these days. Yeah. I'm really into posting and content. Uh, if you want to find my postings and contents, you can do so at Blair Kitch on Twitter or BlairKitch.tumblr.com. Um, for posts and contents. Uh, but yeah, um, if you want, uh, l- you can listen to our sister podcast, uh, The Wonder Yorks, which is our bi weekly Animorphs podcast yep. uh, with me, Sarah, and friend of the show, Seda. Uh-huh. Um, uh, or you can listen to um, the other podcast that Sarah's on, which is Henry uh, Podcast. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah. So, uh, but thank you for listening to this specific podcast, um, and uh, we will catch you next week with uh, Truth or Dare. But until then, I have been Blair. I continue to be Sarah. Mmm. Uh, and remember... You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. time.